You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, welcome back to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. I'm your host today, Matt LaMarche. Really excited about today's episode, and you'll hear why in just a quick moment here yet. But if you have not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel and to the podcast and to everything ARA, you can always go to atlantarealtors.com and get all of the links for everything that we're doing here. But certainly, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single video or podcast that we release here. Every other week, every other Tuesday, those come out. And uh, we just really appreciate you listening. We'd love to hear any feedback or leave a review. That'd be awesome as well. But today, this is like a full circle. Not many people know this, but this is like a very full circle moment for me with ARA and with you and with our relationship, but also our kind of getting to know each other early on in my real estate days, at least. Um, Today's guest is Christian Ross, who is going to talk to us today very specifically about international real estate. But Christian was my... Um, leader, chair of Emerging Leaders in 2020. That's right. In person for three months and then virtual virtual. (laughs) for the rest of the year. But it still was amazing. (laughs) Glad you thought so. (laughs) I did. No, it was really good. And for those of you that don't know anything about the Emerging Leaders program, kind of like our leadership development, you know, uh, it's a full year. Um, This past week um, here in what, middle of uh, February or so, uh, Days of the Dome, like there's so much that goes on during the course of of your year as an emerging leader. But um, anyway, just a great program. If you're looking for another way to get engaged with an ARA, that's one one that you can uh, by far look out for. And you just learn of all the advocacy, too, that this organization does for you. I think a lot of times people talk about the money part, but Mm -hmm. they don't talk about the ways that their business is protected. Correct. And that is massive. (laughs) It is. It is. Okay, but anyway, so yeah, we're here to talk about international real estate today. Yes, we are. I'm here. Before we do that, though... Christian, just a, a quick little Reader's Digest, three to five minutes of like you, your business, how you got into real estate, what you're doing now with real estate, sure. um, obviously a little bit of your involvement beyond just the Emerging Leaders Program. Yeah. Um, tell us a little more about Christian. Cool. Well, it will definitely not be five minutes. Um, <laughs> so my how name much is- time do we have? <laughs> right. Okay. It'll be shorter. Uh, my name is Christian Ross, and I'm an associate broker, and I um, I love real estate. I cannot believe this is actually year 19. Like, Crazy, I could have right? birthed the whole child and sent them to college <laughs> as long as I've been in real estate. It's very odd to say. Um, but I started, I came in in the commercial side and uh, quickly- Realized it was great, but the downturn was happening at the same time. And we were doing condo conversions. And so between the market going completely sideways and my boss being completely just a lunatic, (laughs) I was like, I need to, I love real estate. Mm -hmm. I don't like this, how this is done. Mm -hmm. So came to ARA, took my classes, and um, it was at the orientation when they said, you should get involved. Mm -hmm. When they said you should get involved, I was like, this is interesting. Like, get involved in what? (laughs) And then they started naming the committees. Mm -hmm. And for me, in college, I was a uh, public relations and poli-sci minor. I've always loved politics. Even now, with all of the mess, I still engage and and am engaged. Mm -hmm. And um, so I joined Government Affairs Committee because I realized, oh, well, now I'm really in real estate. Let me see how I can make a difference in the government side and in the policy side. So... Served there, but also, too, worked as an agent, then got my broker's license, and the day I was in the parking lot, I got a call. Mm. 
and they were like, hey, Christian, um, would you like to be a broker? We have this tech startup brokerage. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> And so that really began my journey of tech and real estate together. Mm-hmm. Went to this brokerage and um, grew it, exited in 2019, and then came to another brokerage and really was able to work on the development side and learn a lot. So, But through the downturn, it was international clients that saved my business. Mm. So I did a horrible YouTube video. I have one eye closed because the sun is hitting it. I put my script on my condo balcony and I just said, 10 reasons why you should move to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that video, I started getting calls from Australia wow. and from um, Italy and just all different places. Because I was like, Amer- I was like, Atlanta's on sale right now. And it was. Yeah. Homes were $40,000 that <laughs> I just sold for 600. Right. They were 40,000. Right. So um, just that was just such a learning experience for mm. me. And it, I realized how much I enjoyed working with clients that were coming from overseas or investing here, as well as working overseas, whether it was with clients who were looking to buy in Mexico or in the Dominican Republic. Mm. I love Dominican Republic, so yeah. yeah. I love it, I love it. Well, you know, I think a lot of people um, have this kind of rosy view of what uh, international real estate means or it can look like. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's just jet setting and champagne floating and right. <laughs> that would like, be amazing. That's how it goes right now. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, though, like, so what's the biggest difference between a normal real estate transaction, obviously here in Georgia or even mm-hmm. the United States, let's say, versus an international uh, deal? I mean, what's the biggest difference? I think some of the biggest differences are you have to know how the properties are titled mm. because you know some countries are still under a British rule. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a completely different title system. You know, the queen is titling your property. <laughs> um, other times it's also too just the process of how they can transfer their money each way it's, it's going, mm-hmm. um, how it's going to be taxed. Yeah. Um, there's just so many things that you need to make sure attorneys are involved in because that is not my expertise. My right. expertise is to negotiate a great deal for them, not to handle those particular details of, uh, conversion. Yeah. You stay in your lane <laughs> and stay, you got the, oh, the professionals over here. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Well, what's the biggest similarity? I mean, um, obviously title and deed and like, uh, there's yeah. a lot of different, I mean, even just real estate in general, I think about Europe, very different. Very just different. the way it's done. Yeah. Forget the actual transaction, just um, employees and salaried and this and that. I mean, yeah. it's it's wild how yeah. different, when I talk to agents from, from Europe, especially, it's just nuts. But what's the biggest similarity? I think the biggest similarity is really just the the agent slash advisor relationship with the client. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest similarity because at the end of the day, someone wants you to really look out for them, Mm -hmm. to really have a fiduciary duty and to really understand what you're doing. And that's the biggest thing too. If for some reason, like when I sold things in Dominican Republic, if I didn't know something, I had agents there that I work with or attorneys Mm. there that I'm like, hey, this has come up. How do I navigate? I'm not going to go into a situation blind that could hurt my client. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And that's a really good point because, you know, you thought dealing with Fulton County or DeKalb County or Cobb County was rough. Now you got to go deal with the queen on your (laughs) other other real estate (laughs) transaction. It's a piece of cake. No No problem problem. in Fulton County. It sounds like like an easy (laughs) transaction. Um, Well, so talk us a little bit through the process because I think, you know, the way that we try to position this is obviously for the realtor benefit, right? That people are interested in international real estate. They want to take the next steps. They're looking at podcasts and um, experts that have Mm -hmm. done it before uh, at a high level. So 
kind of walk us through the process on that, but also for the consumer side of things. If consumers listening to this and they're like, that sounds amazing. I would love to have a place in Dominican Republic or Costa Rica yeah. or wherever. Um, kind of walk us through the process. How is it the same? How is it different um, in terms of just the, the transaction itself? So I would say first, if you are a real estate professional, focus in on one country. Mm. Focus. You, you have to be focused. You can't think, oh, I'm going to do Germany and I'm going to do this. Like Germany, well, their closings are called closing ceremonies. And, you know, like they're a completely mm. different animal how they do things. The way, even the way they have their, um, uh, what do you call those? Um, floor plans and mm -hmm. things that they, that they offer. So I think focus on an area and also form a relationship with an agent in that area. Mm -hmm. So form that relationship and also to start following their news because a lot of times, just like we hear policy changes that are happening here, that's what happens there. So you would never want to have your client under contract and there's been this bill that's been <laughs> sitting there that suddenly gets passed right. while you're under contract and it <clears throat> impacts your client. For sure. To the detriment. For sure, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think that's definitely one thing. Find your focus, find an agent that you're interested, with, interested in um, to talk with and then talk with them and really ask them questions. Ask them questions about how things are done. Ask them questions, What? The, make sure you know what the licensing is. Sometimes it's not a real estate license, it's a business license. Mm. So like in the Dominican Republic, it's a business license. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure you have your licensing in place. And then, you know, whatever brokerage you're gonna go under, make sure they're going to train you and truly support you. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want someone that really just wants an American on their team. Right. You want someone who's really going to help you understand the market and understand the nuance. Because it's just like like here in Atlanta. If you're in Fayetteville, if you're in Sandy Springs, if you're in Cumming, like those are all different areas. Yeah, so <laughs> even though we're talking about a whole country, that focus then extends to an area within that country. Mm -hmm. What is that area? So um, for me, I was originally looking um, at like the North shore of, of Dominican Republic. And so that was Santiago, not so much, but really uh, Puerto Plata. And then I realized the flights don't go there as often from Atlanta. Uh, yeah. Punta Cana, they're every day, all day, mm -hmm. and from New York. So, and like those flights in the North section, they're really, that's when um, it's the holidays, when it's Easter, when it's Christmas, that's when you see more flights. So would I have an opportunity to really go down there and work with clients as much when there's not as many flights? Yeah. No. Yeah. And two, that's not where really the, the visitors are coming from. Mm -hmm. Now, there too, there's a kite surf. They're like kite surfing capital of the world in Cabarete. And so, you know, if you want to deal with that contingent, then great. You've got your base. Right. Not, it's not my base. <laughs> so, so I think the biggest thing is to focus. And I would say set aside a year. Mm. Like don't think you can just come in here hot and heavy. <laughs> like you need to think of this as a year plan that you're creating your strategy to get to know the market, get to know people in the market, get to know the vendors. What does the inspection process look like? What does the contracts look like? Like if the contracts are all in Spanish, you need to make sure that you have an interpreter to translate them right, for you. Right. Or if they're in German, like you need to make sure you have these things. So yeah. really setting aside that. And as a consumer, Making sure you understand first how you can finance, because mm -hmm. so many places they're saying cash, but you could do a HELOC on your home or you could do mm -hmm. a, a private loan. Yeah. Um, so understand how before you even start dreaming. Yeah. Understand what the financing <laughs> looks like of where. And a lot of owner financing takes place. Well, and I feel like TV shows alone have really uh -huh. exploded. And, and obviously, yeah. I mean, like four years ago, right, the pandemic not only were people moving across state lines, but they were moving from country to country or for sure. splitting time or, I mean, it yeah. created a whole different environment for yeah. this. So 
I, I think that's such great advice, not just for the, the agent side of things, but for the consumer, because yeah. you're right. Things are wildly different. Just state to state. I think about the United States. It alone. is state to state. I mean, if you think about even during COVID, Georgia was open. Mm-hmm. We were working. Right. But if you were in Pennsylvania, yeah. you were losing your livelihood in 2020 yeah. yep. because you could not show a home. Right. So, yeah, it's very different. <clears throat> it is. Well, talk to us a little bit about, I mean, you mentioned the video earlier, which I love, by the way. Your first video. I'll If I ever follow you on YouTube, I'm going to go back to the first video. Please because don't. That's where I, <laughs> Please, I, I beg of you, <laughs> do <laughs> to not. To me, that's like where the real work was happening because <laughs> you just, you never know what you're going to stumble upon. But. <sighs> Please do not go look at my first YouTube <laughs> videos. They're horrific. Um, but talk to us a little bit about lead generation. So, you know, you mentioned the video earlier. Yeah. What are you doing now? I mean, it's been a couple of years, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I got to imagine this has kind of evolved and changed yeah. a little bit and potentially grown as well. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about how do you promote this? How do you put that out in front of clients that are thinking about moving internationally and whether they're here already and, and thinking about buying a second home or a vacation home or even potentially moving their entire life right. um, versus yeah. uh, being somewhere else and moving here. Yeah, it's um, it's still, I feel like, just letting people know what I do. Mm. Like, yes, I sell real estate, but also, too, I can help you here. Yeah. And um, and sometimes that will be me just by myself helping them, and sometimes that will be me partnering with the agent. So mm. it could look different ways. Um, but it's really letting them know and then also, too, staying in touch with the agent communities that I'm already in, staying in touch with my clients that are here. Um, going on podcasts to share what we're doing and and helping people understand that there's just so much nuance. Mm -hmm. It's not go to Mexico, find a house, (laughs) and it does not happen in a half an hour. (laughs) So understanding it's a a process. And I think, too, um, with the lead generation part as well, it's also my clients who are overseas have referred other clients. Mm -hmm. So like my clients in Australia have referred other clients in Australia. So here we have a 401k. There... I think it's called a super fund. Um, so when they call, it's even the language that they use. They're like, yeah. I want to use my super fund. I'm like, uh, what's a super fund? You know, I'm like Googling while I'm yeah. on the phone. Um, so it's definitely messaging, messaging with my clients too, to let them know. And then a lot of times the ones that are like right now, I've helped clients in over 26 countries wow. um, here. So it's really them understanding they have a trusted partner who definitely understands here. But if they're looking somewhere else, I'm going to take that same care with yep. them. Yeah, I love that. Talk to us a little bit about, um, I, I don't want to say the highs and the lows, but talk to us about what's gone really, really well yeah. within international real estate for you. Um, and then maybe some of the things that you didn't, I mean, you mentioned Australian retirement accounts as yeah. an example. Like, uh, I've got to believe that um, there's been some some good and some bad in terms of your experience with this. But yeah. what should, if if you're if you were to sit down right now with someone that's thinking about really diving into this, like mm-hmm. head first, what's the the good side of things and then maybe the unknown or the bad? Because I know, I feel like I follow a lot of international real estate agents and all I see is the good, good, good. The closing, right? And right. the champagne and the private right. jet and the right. helicopter oh, tour. I haven't and everything been on a private like, jet well, yet. Hold on. I know. I my game up over here. I'm following. So. <laughs> but talk to us a little yeah. bit about like maybe a, a, a success you've had with it. Even. Yeah. Well, I definitely think challenging <clears throat> and bad side is uh, is taxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like taxes can just mess everything up mm. or, or you know, not necessarily how we're thinking about taxes, but whatever taxation there is on a transaction. Sure, sure. And, you know, there's just certain things that, unfortunately, the people that you're working with in a market, they may not know about yeah. just because it's such a common practice mm-hmm. that it's not odd to them. Right. It's like, that's what we do in business. Mm-hmm. 
but that's 10%. What do you mean? You know, that can radically change things. Exactly. So I think just like, again, that focus and having your team is so important because um, I've definitely, definitely got burnt on taxes. Um, And then, and taxes here on this side too with international clients because people don't realize that there is a fee when you sell Mm -hmm. if you are an international seller. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure you know about that line item or your seller will be irate. So, um, and you know, that can always change too. So keeping it, keeping along with what that is and those, uh, all the legal part, Mm -hmm. um, on the good side, it's definitely been really learning, uh, having relationships Mm -hmm. and just getting immersed in cultures. Like, I love that. I love learning. I've been that kid, you know, that was like, had my Nat Geo and I'm like, I want to go here and watching Carmen Santiago, which now there's a new one on Netflix and I'm sold. Yes. It's, it's good. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's, I think the good has really been the relationships and just the, the knowledge that I've learned and, and the, Credible people and food I've been blessed to eat, too. Well, it sounds like the referrals that have come from and it as well. Right? <laughs> Which yes, the referrals are great. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, so just kind of trying to think about this in, in terms of, um, you know, let's say we, we all know that, like, I was here in 96. The Olympics came. Yeah. A lot of people came to Atlanta for the Olympics mm-hmm. and then stayed. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the pitfalls? Uh, obviously, you've mentioned a ton already, but in just – even identifying a real estate agent that's capable of doing this. Because we talk about the ethical side of things, of working in areas that we don't know things Mm -hmm. about and markets that we have no idea. You know, and I'm licensed in South Carolina, and it scares the heck out of me (laughs) to think about, you know, we're in a very litigious field, unfortunately, but we have to protect ourselves as well as our clients' uh, best interests. So are there any pitfalls that you think about um, that you could maybe help the consumer understand as they're starting their search and, you know, they're early 2024, you're thinking about buying a, a vacation rental or a, a vacation home or even a second home somewhere. Yeah. Um, right. Just like right out of the gate that you can think of. I would say out of the gate, um, start Googling top attorneys in that particular mm, country or idea. province. Yeah. Um, Google that, see what their reviews are, see if they have YouTube, you can watch videos of them, yeah. see what their ratings are, whatever the rating system is in that in that particular country or place. Um, because either way, they can refer you to an agent or they can say, oh, we'll work with your agent. But you want to make sure legally you understand everything. And yes. that's what's most important first. Yeah. And if you're yeah. like me, you even here in Atlanta real estate, you just assume no one knows anything. If we start there, you have to. <laughs> then you're. And then we go up. Then yeah, <laughs> all there is is learning after that. Well, talk to us a little bit about. Um, I know there's a lot of accreditations and a lot of organizations that support international real estate mm-hmm. um, and inter- international real estate agents. Yeah. Um, so talk to us a little bit about your experience with those organizations and if there's again another place that maybe some of these agents would would consider joining. Yeah, I think CIPS is a great designation, especially, and um, the the instructor who I had passed away a few years ago, he was phenomenal. Um, he did it for probably 15 years, just wow. teaching about international real estate and being all over the world. Wow. Um, and so I was able to learn from him in Costa Rica, which mm. was amazing. And I was in a community, it's uh, Las Carolinas, and this community is amazing because of the fact that First of all, it's from the Earthlink founder, the Earthlink founder oh, here wow. in Atlanta. Wow. No and bef- way before COVID, this is like five years before COVID, um, he created this community. And 
it was for expats to come and with their kids. So they had a school, like the international mm. school was filled because so many people were coming down. Wow. Beautiful real estate, um, oceans right there. It was just, I actually forgot your question. It was so good. I, my, I went back in my mind. You said what? CIPS. So the CIPS designation is a great designation. I went through all of these different classes. But then the great thing was I had a chance to be with real estate professionals that were from Costa Rica. Mm. We heard from lawyers in Costa Rica. We heard from real estate professionals. So it wasn't like you were just learning, okay, this is international real estate. We talked to the people who were there on yeah. the ground. And yeah. that makes a difference. So I think it's one thing to take it in the States. That's fine. You'll get a great basis. But if you can take it somewhere else, I would definitely take it in another country. And how long is that program normally? Um, it's about... I think a week. Okay. Yeah, nice. so it's not long, but you have to have certain requirements and there's other things you have to do, but your actual programming is a week. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's a great idea. I love that. Um, any other organizations or uh, designations or any other, I mean, it could be a Facebook group even that, that you've connected into that you're like, this is a super valuable resource for someone that's doing business in like 26 different countries. I know. Um, <clears throat> I can't think of any offhand because yeah. um, I feel like I just talked to so many people <laughs> separately yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but there are definitely good and there is one but CIPS when you get the designation there is a group mm -hmm. so that's a great group to um, talk in and then there is the resort and second property um, mm -hmm. designation which is a good one a lot of it is focused in the states mm -hmm. and Hawaii so um, but that's also a good designation but groups I can't Okay. I've actually tried to stay away from groups. <laughs> I'm trying to get my notifications I off. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, they're nonstop. It's they're a rough life. Um, awesome. So talk to us a little bit about, um, I know, FIOPSI, is that? Yes. Am I pronouncing that yes, correctly? Yes, okay. FIOPSI. Mm -hmm. I can never, I always screw up the, the acronym. So what does that stand for again? And what you, is it? you don't want to know because okay. it's, it's French. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so it, it's okay. Um, but FIOPSI is a great international organization. It's been around from, since the 40s, mm. um, started in Paris. And there's uh, chapters and councils all over the world. And they have world congresses every year as well. So it's a great referral network of just you can always call another FIOPSI member and yeah. say, hey, um, I'm interested in doing this in this market or I need to know more information or can I refer this person to you? Yeah. I and and you know they'll be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so if someone, again, and this could be for both consumers as well as real estate agents, but you have a client that comes to you and they're like, hey, Matt, hey, Christian, I'm thinking about buying a place in Costa Rica or Dominican Republic or even Puerto Rico because yeah. as much as they're part of the United States, they're very different. different right? <laughs> so... Um, what are the next steps look like? And, and especially when you're thinking about like investment, I, my mind immediately goes to like property management as yeah. an example. So I want to buy a place in Puerto Rico so I can go there twice or three times or 10 times a year, mm -hmm. but I'd love to rent it out. Like, yeah. do you, do you recommend getting some resources for that as well? Um, yes. what does that kind of look like? I definitely recommend having a property manager. There is no way. I don't even like to manage property that's five miles away from me. For real. Don't call me about ants. Don't call me about a door not working. So um, I would definitely say get a property manager. Make sure it's someone trusted. Usually they'll be associated with the brokerage that you're already working with, or um, they're just a top one that you've read about, heard reviews of, or seen from um, expat communities that may mm -hmm. be there and say this is a great property manager. But you definitely want to make sure that you talk to a few because the percentages will vary greatly. Yeah, yeah. They will vary so greatly. So don't go with the first one that you're looking at, mm. but know that property management is just essential to you having peace of mind with your investment. Yeah. It just is. Good advice. And that's always true, I feel like, with attorneys and CPAs and real estate agents. And 
Two or three. Talk yes. to at least two or three. Right. <laughs> Find the one that you vibe with, but also that is going to give you the information and communicate and everything that you want out of that. And you want them also to, I, I personally think, to work in the pri property type that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a beach house, like make sure they've done single family. They understand the yard care. They understand right. that, you know, things need to be sealed because mm -hmm. there's iguanas, you know, I mean, like uh, they, they understand the nuance of that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, if they do condos, great. Are, are we good for them to come in? Like, what's the mm -hmm. process? Should I have the specific door um, where they can come in and just use numbers mm -hmm. or another way of entry? Like you want to make sure that your person understands how to manage that type of property. Yeah, huge, huge. So, okay, now I've bought my place in Costa Rica. Yeah. Except it's Invite vacant. Me. Yeah, Sorry. right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's vacant. I've just paid my taxes. We went through the whole transaction. Everything's kosher. Yeah. But now I need to put stuff in that condo or that yeah. beach house or whatever. So talk to me, and I know this is kind of getting down to the weeds, so forgive me, audience, here for just a moment. But literally, like, how do I go from empty condo, empty beach house to furniture and beds and everything. I mean, can I ship that stuff over? Do I have to buy it locally? Well, like, how does that work? So I would say whenever you can get a furnished place, which a lot of places around the world come furnished, which mm -hmm. is nice, but it, make sure again, that's written in the contract. <laughs> and if you don't have furniture, so A, try to get furniture that comes with the home mm -hmm. or get a furniture package, especially with new construction, there's lots of furniture packages. Mm -hmm. um, if it comes down to it and you did not get furniture, I would suggest buying things locally and really finding those uh, you know, curated pieces that, that speak to where you're at mm -hmm. because shipping them in, the taxes that you're gonna pay, the levies are going to be high, especially if it's going to an island. Yeah. Um, I mean, Oreos are $9, <laughs> you know what I mean? So what do you think your yeah, sofa's gonna that be? That sofa's gonna be a little, <laughs> so, little pricey. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I would definitely say if you can find somewhere, and a lot of times, you know, even if for some reason uh, you bought a resale, they didn't have any furniture, go look at the new construction places and find out where they're buying their furniture mm -hmm. packages from. Obviously, they're a trusted source. Go with them. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, kind of in closing here, um, I mean, I, I love all the different ways that we went because I feel like you're such a wealth of knowledge in terms of the process and how it all works. But I think that a lot of people just see the 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 shiny bright side of yeah. things and go, eh, it looks great enough. And I'm sure it's, it's just like selling it in Atlanta, Georgia. It's gotta be a piece oh of cake. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> so, that's actually a very important piece. Yeah. When it comes to selling, you have to think of a three-year plan with selling mm. because a lot of international markets are not like the U.S. markets where things turn over in 30 days, 45 oh, days, 60 days. Okay. So you need to have a plan, especially as a bunch of new construction is being built. You need to have a plan that you're probably going to have it for at least three years mm -hmm. or that it may be listed for more than a year. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Good advice. Well, kind of in closing here, any other resources, uh, YouTube channels, books, podcasts, anything else, any website that you would recommend, if, if especially the consumer wants to kind of continue. We've kind of given them their yeah. marching orders, but I'm thinking more specifically for the realtor members here. Um, what do the next steps look like? I mean, you talked about lead generation and stuff, yeah. but I'm, I'm imagining someone's getting kind of fired up by this conversation <laughs> going, this sounds amazing. And I would love to go to Costa Rica for a week to <laughs> right. learn how to sell international yeah. real estate. Um, but what next steps for them? What, what can they do in their next, um, their next steps? I would definitely say look at the Certified International Property Specialist designation. Um, look at that designation, see where it's going to be held at, look who the instructors are, and also, too, look at who the designees are. Mm. Um, 
and it is a membership, so some people may not have it current for that date, but look at past or present uh, folks who have that designation. Also, too, I would definitely go to the FIABC site. I want to say it's FIABCI.org, <laughs> but either way, the initials are FIB. <laughs> I just messed that up. FIABC, F-I-A-B-C-I. <laughs> Put okay. in that, just a few letters with F and I and B, and international real estate, it'll pop up. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Any other podcasts or books or any other research that you've done just in, in your journey? You know, I, I'm really like, I'm Dora the Explorer. That's mm. me in, in like grown people form. <laughs> and I just love exploring places. So I think too, another thing is when you go on vacation yeah. is to really take the time, like look at real estate opportunities before you go there and make those appointments. doesn't have to be your whole entire time, but yeah, take yeah. half a day yeah. and go and ask questions and just let them, they would love to show you around. They would love for you to shoot content and know, um, great, this is going to be given to another audience that mm -hmm. they don't have. 100%. So um, I would nice. definitely say, like for me, that's what I do. I love going in and or you know reaching out to an agent and saying, "Hey, I'm going down. Um, really would like to learn more about your market. Can I like follow you for half the day, or can I come to your office?" Yeah. And um, they're very receptive. That's awesome. Yeah, good advice. I love that because I always tend to pull up my favorite <laughs> home search site and go, oh, "I wonder what homes look like in this area." <laughs> oh, always. I had the audacity to look up New York brownstones the other day, and the first one was 159 million. Oh I was gosh. like. <laughs> Who said this was my budget with a $55 million price reduction? Oh, there you go. Peace cake. Yeah. Next week, close it down. Um, well, Christian, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks really appreciate me. your contribution here, not just to the association, but certainly for today and all your uh, wisdom. Um, if someone's looking to engage with you, what's a good place for them to find you? Yeah, so I am on Instagram at Christian is happy. <laughs> and uh, I, my website is christiansoldit.com. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you again so much. Uh, for being here and sharing with us today. We really appreciate it. And thank you uh, for joining us on the podcast. It really means so much to all of us. And if you ever have an idea for uh, a new podcast uh, guest that we can have in here, or maybe a particular topic, it seems like business growth and development is always something that um, people are looking at, and whether it's a niche or just production, doing more business. We're yeah. always getting good input around that. So if you ever want to uh, be a guest here or if you have an idea for a, uh, a podcast episode, we'd love to hear from you. And please leave a, uh, a review here for us as well. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll talk to you later. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Please subscribe. And for more information on how to get engaged, check us out at atlantarealtors.com. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode.